Hello and welcome to the Tutor Empire podcast, where we help you transform your passion for education into a sustainable income. I'm your host, Alexander Friedman, the owner of Brooklyn Math Tutors, a math and science-focused tutoring agency in New York City. Joining me is my co-host, Nathaniel Dahlquist, the owner and head tutor at Grove Prep. Nathaniel is a fancy Yale grad and helps students get into fancy colleges. Good morning, Nathaniel. Good morning, Alex. For those of you who don't know us, neither Nathaniel nor I have a background in business, and both of us got into tutoring because of a genuine desire to help people, and this meant that we spent a lot of time being broke tutors. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the business side of private tutoring, about the mistakes we've made, and how to not be broke as a private tutor. Today's episode is going to be all about the Zoom apocalypse, and whether you should or should not pay for Zoom, and what the alternatives are, and though I promise you probably won't like what we're going to say, or at least what I'm going to say. It's worth noting that one of the reasons we wanted to talk about this is because we have had, uh, we've seen a lot of chatter online and in various groups that we're a part of and have talked to a lot of tutors who don't want to pay for Zoom slash are wondering if they should be paying for a service like that. And it is so important. It, both of us have strong feelings about it. And so we needed to make a podcast about it to tell you. So, yes. So, Alex, should I pay for Zoom as a tutor? Or let, let me expand that to any online conferencing platform that basically lets me work with my students online. Should I pay for it or should I not pay for it? I think if you don't want to make money and you don't want to be taken seriously, then you probably shouldn't pay for it. <laughs> so if you want to be broke, you shouldn't pay for it. And I know this sounds so so mean uh, because I remember myself from like 15 years ago and my mindset of trying not to pay for anything. And what I came to realize, this took me years and years, and, and I truly hope that whoever's listening will get through this process much faster, is that you're always paying for your choices somehow. So if you're not paying for Zoom with financially with your you know $9 a month, you are paying for it in another way. You're paying for it in the time you take to deal with like, you know, making your students sign on uh, after 40 minutes. You're also paying for it in the amount of money you can charge for your service because you've now lowered your professionalisms in your client's eyes. Um, you're paying for all these things somehow. So, uh, for example, like if you don't want to pay for a website and you're like, you know what, I'm just going to like do something for free on Wix. And I think I don't know if there's a free tier. I don't want to pay for a domain. Like, yes, you cannot pay for it, but there is a cost to paying for it. Uh, sorry, there's a cost to not paying for it. The cost for paying for it is very fixed. It's like, all right, Zoom is 10 bucks a month, nine bucks a month. Maybe you get a discount. It's like six dollars a month. That's like one expensive coffee. Uh, and like, what is the cost of having your clients not take you as seriously? What is the cost of being, well, I'm not really a serious private tutor or uh, like, I'm just doing this part-time. Like if you have like even three clients or even two clients and you meet with them, I don't know, once a week, right? That's like, can you raise your rate by $1? Can you raise your rate by $1 to pay for Zoom? <laughs> like, is that impossible? So so a lot of this comes down to your mindset. Are you a business person? Are you trying to make money or are you trying not to spend money? And, and one of the things I heard a long time ago is that if, if you, have, you have to spend money to make money, and, and at first it sounds really irritating, like what do you mean? Do I just need to throw money away? But all it really means is you have to, um, you have to pay for things that pay for themselves, if that makes any sense. It, 
Uh, I mean, it does, but can you elaborate? <laughs> well, if you're paying for something and it's providing you enough value that it, that it's worth it, then you should do it. So like Zoom costs $9, and I guarantee that you're losing more than $9 a month by not paying for a Zoom subscription. So if you're trying to get people to go on some platform they're not as comfortable with, they're using something that doesn't work quite as well. Like ev everybody in the world uses Zoom. Like we've lived through the Zoom, the Zoom times. Like everybody uses Zoom, kids use Zoom, people use Zoom. I don't know, I don't know how Zoom servers stay up, but they do. If you're not using Zoom, you're creating friction in your business. You're making it just a little bit harder for someone to work with you. And every time you make it just a little bit harder, they want to pay you and they're willing to pay you just a little bit less or perhaps a lot less. Yeah, you know, I have a much more selfish reason why I pay for Zoom. I I have a full-time student load and if I if, if I had 15 to 20 students a week and every single one of them had to log off or we had to restart the meeting in every lesson like at the ha at 35 minutes or whatever to make sure we could make it to the end, I would go bananas. I would be so frustrated with that. There, I, it, it is absolutely worth it to me to take the friction out of my out for myself. <laughs> much much less my students. I mean, obviously, I care about the professionalism of it as well, and that's a that's a factor in it. And I want my students to not have to log out and log back in, even though they are more than capable of doing that. I find it annoying for myself, <laughs> so that's why I pay for Zoom. I'm, I'm gonna like try to step back from my meanness for a second. Like, I get why people are, are annoyed because for like two years, Zoom was like, hey, one-on-one -on -one as long as you want. And you rightfully, as a human being, you get used to it. You're like, okay, I can just, I can Zoom on one of my students. And then they just like take it away. And you're like, well, hey, wh why are you taking it away? This, this, this is mine. This was mine. It wasn't yours, but you felt like it was yours. And now you're feeling resentful that it's been taken away. Like, I don't want to pay for something that I was getting for free. And that's totally human and totally like normal. That is how we function. But that kind of thinking just isn't going to get you a lot of, of, of business success. And maybe, maybe if you're a tutor, you're not thinking about business success. But if you're listening to this podcast and you want to like raise your rates, you want to make more money, you are, you are a business. And so you can't be thinking of how you personally feel annoyed at Zoom Corporation. You got to be thinking like, does paying for this pay for itself like, is, is it worth it to pay this $9? And I just, I cannot understand how how people don't see that it is, even if it's not fair, even if, it's, even if it feels kind of bad. Yeah, my, now I put on my, my mean hat, which is that I really believe that people should pay for services that they use or that they find useful. I mean, there are some things that are free, you know, like open source code is one thing, but Zoom is a company that makes a product that I use, so I pay for it in the same way that I pay for many things. It's expensive to be an adult and even more expensive to run a business. I have another example of something like this that has changed my life in the last year, which is that I recently started paying for automatic invoicing. And Alex was the one who convinced me to do this, actually, and I had no idea how much it would transform my life because I did not realize how much time and energy, mostly energy, I was spending keeping track by hand or in a spreadsheet or whatever, but by hand of my client's lessons, my the lessons I had with students, how many hours each one was, chasing people down, getting them to PayPal me or Venmo me or like, you know, write a check or whatever. 
And when I switched to automatic invoicing, does it take a percentage of every transaction that goes through? Yes, it does. Do I love that? No. Do I happily pay for it? Yes, I do. Because, oh my goodness, has it made my life so much easier. And it also makes me feel really good about myself. I'm like, ooh, I I have automatic invoicing. I'm a professional now. Yes, I'm a professional. And you know what? I thought that changing the system would annoy my clients who were used to paying me or bank transferring or whatever. And... I, I had ubiquitous, exclusive feedback that this was a great change that I made. So people were very appreciative of it. They told me that. They were like, this makes it so much easier. Like, we didn't realize that it wasn't annoying to pay you every week. <laughs> but when it goes automatically through my credit card, it's one less thing I have to think about. And I love it. And they said, thank you to me. It's hard to wrap your mind around that. I think because the vast majority of us are like middle-class at best people who have grown up trying to conserve how much money we spend because there was no way for us to earn more. So when you have like a salary, let's say your parents raised you and they had a salary, it's like, look, this is my salary. This is what I got. And we have to figure out how to fit all of our expenses. And, and one of the easiest ways is like, well, don't spend money on this. Don't spend money on this. And But what do you spend instead? You spend your time or you spend your health or you spend your energy. And when you're running a business, even even a micro business where it's just you, things don't really work that way because by spending money on some kind of service, you're really only doing it to make more money in some way long term. You know, you're saving yourself time, you're saving yourself energy. I I know a gentleman who I hope we'll have on this on this podcast at some point who runs a, a pretty successful tutoring agency. And, and he still does things with spreadsheets. And it's, I just like don't get it. You know, yes, like paying for this automated invoicing would cost like 3%. But like, but so what? Like, why, why can't he raise his rates by 3%? That, that's, that's confusing to me because it would save him time and save him energy. And every sizable company does everything they can to save time and energy because this stuff like just compounds over time. That's right. I actually recently had a client email me and she asked me if there were additional credit card fees in addition to my rate. And one of the things that Alex and I talked about right when we were starting to work together is that is not to do that, is not to say this is my rate plus a fee. It's to make the rate include the fee so that you can be like, no, like I'm not charging you extra and that thing is already included and then you don't have to worry about it. And and she, you know what? She liked that. She liked that there was no extra charge, but it was already in the rate. So she, she is paying for it. It's just not on top of the rate that she thinks she's paying. Nobody likes to be nickel and dime to death. Like when you get your, you know, uh, I, I get a bill for a phone service and it's like $25 plus like a million charges that somehow makes it $50. Like what is going on? This is not cell phone service, like our, our, our business uh, service. And yeah, it, it's it's very uncomfortable to be bothered in these small amounts. And that's the same issue. That's a point of friction that your customers shouldn't deal with. Like, you know what? Your customers who are signing off after 40 minutes would rather pay you $1 more and never think about having to sign back on. They don't know this. They're not going to tell you this. They're not going to be like, I don't like this. They'll just silently not want to deal with you and deal with someone instead who like, is willing to spend that $9 a month on a Zoom subscription. Yeah, and the other thing that I've I've learned this very recently is that it, I think everybody's heard this adage, like you have to spend money to make money. 
But that's actually really true in this context because spending money on so on a Zoom subscription, on automatic invoicing, on other things that automate parts of your business is going to help you have more time to run your business to or to provide the service that you that you want to do and and you just don't have to think about all of those things as much anymore. You know, I'm I'm not at this level yet, but at some point I hope to pay a person to do all of my payroll stuff. My company's small enough that I can do all of the payroll by myself, you know. It's not it's not that much extra time, but it, I do have to commit it. It's in my calendar. I have to do it because it's very important. And one day I will pay somebody to do that for me because I will need to spend my time doing other things. I'm not there yet, but it's on my list of things that I will one day pay for. <laughs> so Alex, what um, what other materials or services or things that eliminate friction do you think I should pay for? So uh, as a private tutor, the cost of doing business is so obscenely low. It's, it's like ridiculous that people talk about paying like $9. I'm sorry, I keep harping on this $9 a month for Zoom. Because if you were like running any kind of brick and mortar business, like if you want to you want to start a restaurant, that's going to cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars, get a lease, like equipment. Oh my God, the, the, the outlay you would have to put in just to like flip your first burger and like serve your first customer. As a tutor, uh, especially now as an online tutor, what do you need? Uh, I would get like, some kind of decent microphone. You don't have to get like a $500 broadcast microphone, just like something so you sound good when you're speaking to people. It's like a one-time investment, probably like a $30 headset, maybe a $100 headset if you really want to splurge, would make an enormous difference in how clearly your clients can hear you. I would pay for a decent website. Like if you're not doing a lot of business yet then make something yourself and get your own domain it's like twenty dollars a year you know if you're bob's atlanta tutoring then like get bob's atlanta tutoring.com you know if, if you're like the like molecular science guy like go register the molecular science guy.com like get a website and invest in it it may cost you a bunch of time may cost you uh you know maybe it'll cost you like a week or two or three of your time to put up something but that thing will provide you value from that point on. Maybe you have to pay for hosting every month. Maybe that'll be like $10. I guarantee that if you do a good job of it and you're serious about making money, like having a website will, uh, it won't necessarily attract customers, but it'll help sell customers. And I believe Nathaniel has a, uh, an anecdote to share about that. Oh, I sure do. I was, I was going to ask sort of a rhetorical question for, 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 for the room, as it were, about like, but I've never had anybody contact me directly through my website. So like, how do I know it's working? Why should I pay for that? And here's the answer. I just had a client that I just signed up and they're lovely people. They're super great. And they told their, their referral from another client that I had before. And they told me that what sold them on hiring me was that they went to my website and that they listened to a podcast that I had done. And they never talked to me about that. I never, I mean, I saw in my analytics that like somebody in Los Angeles had like been on my website at some point, but that was them. And they were looking to see if I was legit, basically. And think, think about the difference between like hiring a private tutor from like Craigslist, 
versus hiring a private tutor from a website that looks really nice or even if, even if it's not the most beautiful work of art website that's ever been created, a website that demonstrates the the intelligence of that person, the capability of that person, shows people who you are, shows people what you're good at and and showcases like your abilities and your experience because you're an experienced smart person. So it was very, it was actually very important. And that website got me the client, even though they didn't go through the website to find me. Yeah. And, and I will add to that. Not only does the website sh- like uh, demonstrate things, but the fact that you have a website, unless it is absolutely hideous, like shows that you are a serious professional, right? Like I, you compare it to Craigslist. And that's exactly right. Cause I used to back in the day. Uh, try to advertise on Craigslist and like let me tell you like nobody cares who you are on Craigslist you're just like some random person because you didn't invest in your business like a lot of this is like showing people you're serious about it having a pro zoom subscription at a whole you know two cups of coffee a month shows you're serious about your business having a website that that maybe took you like a week to develop 10 years ago maybe two weeks maybe three weeks shows like okay this person has been in business in some sense this is this is i don't know if this is true but i feel like having a somewhat old outdated website shows that like you've been doing this for a while and you're so good that you don't even have to update it you just forgot about it but it's there i'm gonna go on the record with saying that those website websites should definitely be updated <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about Alex's website right now, you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. No, no, no. It, no, it's great. And But the thing is that, so Alex, for example, his website, he's had it for so long. Well, why don't you tell him, Alex? You know better than I do. Why, why is it important that your website has just been on the internet for so long? It's important that your website's been on the internet for so long because the search engines will eventually start taking it a little more seriously. If it's If it's been there since 2008 and you have any kind of content... I believe, and again, I'm no SEO expert, but uh, I get all of our business essentially through Google local pages or Google places, whatever they call it now. We get the little star ratings. All of our business comes from that and from their uh, organic search. And part of the, one of the signals is the age of your website. So the longer it's been there, the more likely it's going to come up. And if you're doing local tutoring, let's say you're in somewhere in Missouri and you're in a specific town. And I know this is silly, but if you call your business like, you know, whatever town tutoring, I'm not saying do that, but just do a little bit of research and someone types in that and your website's been there for like 10 years, it is more likely to come up higher on Google than if, well, first of all, then if you don't have one, no one will find you. But if it's there for like a month, uh, Google just doesn't take it as seriously. And so highly recommend you go out and build your website. The other thing is, is it does give people a way to contact you. And what you what you have, if you've got a website, is an electronic resource that is just sitting there waiting for somebody to find it. So you don't have to go out and do the work. I mean, obviously, we go out and do the work of finding clients. Yeah, of course, we're business people. But if you've got a website, people can come to you. You want to give people as many opportunities as possible to come to you. And so you lay out the little breadcrumbs and then you'd be like, oh, yeah, you found me from my website. That's awesome. Let's talk. Very cool. Uh, Alex, my next question for you is, are there any materials or services that I should not pay for? Oh, interesting. We've been get, we've, we, we've been giving everybody grief about paying for Zoom, but are there things that we shouldn't that people shouldn't pay for, do you think? Yeah, I here's one uh, advertising. Oh, yeah. Why is that? Well, so in all my time, I've never gotten a single client from paid advertising. Now, this is because not, not one. I don't really? think so. I don't think so. <gasps> 
And this is because if you're a small business, you don't have the skills to compete with people who are full-time marketing, advertising people. Like there's some guy out there, there's many of them, that spent all their time like optimizing the heck out of Google ads. They know how to make like the clickiest, most like, you know, attention grabbing Google ads. They know how to make the most like clickbaity, uh, like Facebook ads with whatever kind of thing. And you're not one of those people. Like you're, you're a tutor like, like us. And it's okay. Like you just don't know how to spend on marketing, but those marketing people are, are marketing to you. They're saying, yeah, hey, just pay, pay for ads, pay for ads. Um, if you want to pay for ads, I would say wait till you have a lot of money and you can pay for like maybe an ad agency. I have not done this, so I can't really recommend this. But spending a little money on ads, unless you happen to be really good at it or you happen to like hit something, has not worked for me. And I, I doubt it'll work for you. And if anything, you, you should be spending that time like finding clients, being helpful, post on post on Facebook groups, connect with people. Um, maybe flyers. I've gotten some clients from flyers. Maybe maybe that works uh, depending on where you are. But like online ads, man, is super, super competitive. I just have this image of you walking down a street in Brooklyn with like a pile of flyers and just like throwing them into the air. And all of the lovely people of Brooklyn are like, a math tutor. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, that's kind of what I did. And the flyers get like taken down the next day because, you know, oh, yeah, totally. it's, it's just not a thing there. Um, I have actually worked with an ad agency before. And, you know, Alex, there are, I'm good at many things and I love tutoring, but that type of marketing, people go to school for that. People have a degree in that. And the folks that I talked to and worked with at that ad agency, man, they can do things better and faster than I can. And as they were working, it, it didn't really go anywhere, like, to be honest, like it, I, I didn't do it long enough. I didn't invest in it long enough. But there were people definitely set up the funnels. They did all of the things that these these great intelligent folks do. And I just didn't stick with it long enough because it's expensive. Um, but the, it's a whole other skill set. So for for tutors and people with small businesses who are like trying to, you know, increase their client numbers or raise their rates or whatever, focus on the things you're really good at and like play to your strengths and worry, worry less about, oh, should I be like have should I have Google ads or like should I you know do all these things? Because you can. It's just it's expensive. And in my opinion, it's better to pay somebody who's an actual expert to do those things. <laughs> Yeah, I think I I can clarify a little bit of what it makes sense to spend money on and what it doesn't. And I, I would look at this. There's a whole lot of services and products you can buy that have like a very, very direct and clear benefit. And these things are usually relatively inexpensive. Like you pay for it once or maybe you pay a small fee every month. And it has an obvious benefit on your business, like uh, automated billing, set fee, obvious benefit. Uh, when I switched to automated billing... Um, yeah, like I went from like trying to like hound and hassle like 10 clients every month to like one person every few months. This saved me so much stress and so much frustration and so much like bad will you cannot imagine for a specific fee. Zoom, specific fee, like big benefit. Website, specific fee, specific time investment, large unknown benefit. Advertising is the opposite. You pay a lot of money and you don't know what the benefit will be. So... Like it may be better to spend time on those things, like learn how to how to like help people in communities, like find your way of getting clients 
because marketing is is very different. You're not getting a very specific result. Unless someone was like, pay me $50, I will get your client. Then by all means, if the value of the client is more than $50, just, just do it. But like those are probabilistic systems and wait till you have all the like obvious things out of the way before you even think about spending money on those. Oh yeah, I love it. Well, anything else that you'd like to add to this? We started out with this like this simple question of like, should I pay for Zoom? And then we both like ranted for for a whole podcast about various things. But it, I hope it was helpful. Any anything else you want to add? Yeah, I guess to recap, like really think about th- this is a problem problem. This is a situation. I think it's a problem of many many tutors, and I was like this myself, so I understand. At least I did back then, and now I have a hard time understanding that. Like you need to think about like, what are you doing? Like you are a tutor, but unless you're working at a tutoring company, unless you're like, have a job with a W2, unless you're like working for like, I don't know, any of these places, Princeton Review, and you come in and they give you things and you go home and you don't think about it again. You're not a tutor. You're a person who is providing a service. You're a business person with a, people call it a micro business. I don't know what you want to call it, but you are a business person and the sooner you accept that, the sooner you understand that, like, I'm in business, the sooner you will have a good business, which means you will make more money, you will stress less, things will go better. And most of the problems I see, uh, you know, when we look at these, like, tutoring forums are people that, like, the root of it is people don't accept what's really happening, that they are business people. They happen to be in the helping profession. They happen to be, like, service-focused and maybe because they don't think of themselves as like, I am not a filthy capitalist, like, but, but you are like, you, you are in business. You're not a charity. You're not here just to like give, give like, you know, infinite amount of attention. Like you're charging money, you're a business. So please think of yourself as such. And I, I promise uh, you will do better. All right, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I hope we or I didn't piss you off too much with with our uh, directness. If you have any questions about what we talked about today, we would love to hear them. There's an email address in the show notes. If there's anything you'd like for us to discuss in the podcast, please send those ideas and questions to us as well. We would want to provide information that you find useful. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time.